welcome to episode 69 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most, sir. Still not as good as some. Um, Myself, Dave, I'm confused. Um, for the longest time, we had been getting it when the habit, if it was at the South Studio, I'd bring the beer. Right. If it was at the North Studio, you'd bring the beer. And so when I walk over to the cell studio here, which we are tonight on this Saturday night, um, I'm walking over. I'm like, what am I missing? I know I'm forgetting something. I know I'm forgetting something. But I didn't have my monster bag full of ice in the tastings because it was actually my turn to host when we were in Texas. But since you bought the beer, I was like, all right, well, we'll just get on, you know, so the host is actually, for for right now, the host is actually going to supply the beer as well. Right. Until something down the line happens and we get back. So, but yeah, the whole, the whole uh, two minute walk over here, I'm thinking, I'm forgetting something. It's not right. And it's like, all right, that's what it is. I'm not bringing the beer over. Um, But, you know, thrilled. You know, this is, a, you know, every, you know, people talk 50, episode 50, episode 100, episode 500, episode 1000. Episode 69 is really the <laughs> episode that all podcasts should strive to at least attain. <laughs> he said 69. <laughs> <laughs> he said 69. So that's, that's usually um, when you're trying to crack one of my passwords. There's variations of it, but you can always include 69 somewhere in <laughs> that sure. password. I'm so, sure. So, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so, uh, before we get to the first tasting, oh yeah, you brought out a roaster coaster, and what did you think of it? And I, I think what you did, you know, because you only had one of them, and you didn't want to include it as a tasting because you know how I am. You, yeah. I, you know, the eight ounces wasn't going to be enough. No, eight so. ounces isn't a proper tasting, so. Uh, not for this podcast, anyway. But uh, but yeah, no, I you know it, it's interesting. The I forget that the nitro did did I introduce it yet? I don't think I did. Did I? I said the name Rolster Coaster. Rolster Coaster, but it's a nitro imperial Vietnamese coffee stout, um, and it's it's brewed by Brew Dog versus Evil Twin, um, and I think Evil Twin actually put this out, but it's in collaboration with Brew Dog. So, um, it is a nitro imperial Vietnamese coffee stout and pretty much every flavor. Um, I think we got a special guest coming down. Yeah, we do. Uh, everything in that title comes out in this beer. Yes. It's at first I thought, ah, it's going to be kind of like real deep. Uh, like a dark roast coffee, burnt kind of, t- but uh, the nitro smooths everything over on it. Um, I'm actually enjoying it. Yeah, if this was one of the beers we were going to rate, but we, this is something we did pre-pod, um, so it's not an official rating. But uh, if this was one of our beers that we were rating, I would. Uh, yeah, it would easily be in the fours because it's got a distinct coffee. Really, and um, it, it's a good segue here. From the uh, roaster coaster to um, when we were at uh, at the Fishman and myself when we were in Cleveland, yeah, uh, we went to Southern Tier Brewing Company, and I fell in love with the Nitro Iced Macchiato Imperial Milk Stout. Came in a ten ounce. <laughs> but Say was, that fast three times. Yeah, but so I may actually after sixty nine episodes maybe 
wandering away from the IPAs, IPAs. and going into the uh, the uh, the nitros. Yeah. The nitros actually have a real smooth, yeah, fluffy taste, and they're they're actually very good. So if you haven't had any nitros, I strongly suggest you try them because they're actually refreshing. And I, it's a bad description probably, but <laughs> it's I like always you're say nervous it's like, to say it. I it's like you're having some like a cloud you're drinking a cloud because it's not wet it's just so i so they are very tasty and like i said i i would easily be for something with this rolster coaster if we were to rate it nice well hey look who wandered into the south studio how's it going jake Hi. have a seat you gotta you gotta be louder to the mic though yeah so, so, all, so, so our millions and listeners can hear you how you doing today i'm tired you're tired why are you tired because I went spearfishing last right. night. Well, you got to find a little bit of energy here. Maybe some of that uh, that nitro imperial Vietnamese coffee stout will will get you going. Um, Jake's uh, just in town on a visit, so I uh, thought he could stop by in the South Studio, maybe just for one tasting, see how it goes. Since he is 21 years of age now, um, he can partake in the... Oh, flights, fo- flights, football, and anything else does not serve minors. No, so, absolutely not. Nope. Uh, safety first and, uh, you know, stay. Because all of our sponsors would frown against us, ser- us serving Very, minors. very much so. Absolutely. Um, so, um, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing. This, this worked out. This might be a little divine intervention because I actually had, this is the only one I had three of. There you go. I was psychic when I chose the order. Right. Um, are we going to introduce the first one? Or yeah, do we are. Do Corrections Corner first. Uh, let's introduce the All first right. one. Perfect. Yep. Uh, the first one, Juicy Gossip. It is by Bell's. It is a juicy pale ale, not an India pale ale. And the difference is? The IPAs have more hops. The, the, the IPA is from the pale ale family, but the India version of it has more hops, so it's a hoppier taste. But the pale ale does not have, it's a more balanced of the hops and the other ingredients, whereas the India Pale Ale brings more hops to the table and it's got that a little bit of a bitter bang to it. And also the the IPAs are going to have typically about a 7%. Yes. Where the Pale Ales will be under that, typically. So uh, this one is uh, 4.7%. Untapped had the IBUs at N.A., and like I said, this is Bell's out of Comstock Park. So, all right. And while we crack this open, what do you, uh, Jake? What's typically your poison? Like Budweiser, Guinness, um, light beer, IPAs. I've been I've been doing a lot of Bud Light Lime recently. Okay, so you've, if not Miller Light. Miller. Okay, so yeah, so you can stay you can stay on the pod then because Bud Light drinkers, I. Bud Light is probably it's my like least water. yeah, it's my least favorite beer of all time. So I'll drink Bush Light before Bud Light. I saw a video of a guy who was driving down the road and the, in front of him was a truck, pickup truck, and Aaron Rodgers was sitting in the back, and uh, he had a case of Bud Light. And the guy's like, "Oh look at that! It's Aaron Rodgers, and he's got a case of bit. Oh, never mind. He's got a case of water." <laughs> yeah, that's that's what exactly what I feel about it. Um, and a lot of people rip Miller Lite though, because that used to—that's my 
if I'm in for the long haul, like for the most part in Texas, I was drinking Miller Lite. Right. Otherwise, IPAs, right. I'd have been out at 30 <laughs> in the afternoon. Right. So. You got to pace yourself, Mike. Yes. We got to wait for oh. our guests to pour. Uh-oh. I forgot I was supposed to pour. Oh, no. Is there... No, you can, no, keep going. No, there's, there's no, I'm sorry. I haven't done my job. Although it might end up okay. I know what I know what was going to happen, but I was kind of hoping you're, for you to tell me how to avoid it. You're you're tired. That's fine. There we go. That was like episode three beers for for Dave and I. They, <laughs> it was half head, half beer. That's like a mythical creature. Half, <laughs> half head, head, half, half beer. beer. All, right, All right, raise your glass. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Yep, that'll go over good on the pod. <laughs> that uh, it is juicy gossip, <laughs> and this is an, another like we like to refer to as a uh, lawnmower. Mm. Oh, for sure, lawn cutting beers. However, what do you think they mean by on the bottom of the can? Uh, Polite society says you shouldn't gossip. This is not one of those times. You know something. Oh, yeah, you know something, don't you? We won't tell anybody. No idea what that means. Got any guesses? No. Well, they would. I guess once you start drinking juicy gossip, you're going to spill some secrets, and bells won't care. They won't. They won't. They won't throw you under the bus just as long as you keep drinking their beer. I think that's that was excellent. Hey, yeah, off the off the cuff. No I mean, kidding. You know. that's great. Did you write that? You should. You should write. They should. Hallmark cards or beer cans. There's a. Uh, the initial note is the fruitiness, mm-hmm. and then after the, the the initial notes, it's more just like um, a regular beer. I was, yeah, like butter, I, would, I mean because it, it it loses the juiciness quickly, in my yep, opinion. I would agree. Yeah, I mean very drinkable, but it's like for it's sure, like because you know the juicy gossip hits right away, and then. After after you drink it, it's like okay, well that was more like a sure just a lot. So so do you still feel it's a lawnmower beer? Mm-hmm. Okay, even more so because like I said, I don't think I mean I think you could literally pound these as you were cutting the grass. Yeah, well at four point seven percent, you could probably get away with it and so, still have and still well, not yeah. you know and still be cutting your lawn and not your neighbor's lawn or the yeah. I mean as long as my as long as they're not too crooked. You know, right? You know, I think it makes a, a good look though if you have it evenly, <laughs> evenly wavy. Yeah, yeah, evenly wavy. You're like, wow, that guy really took it to an art form. <laughs> All right, Jake, what do you think? Is that bad. up your alley? Not up your alley? It's a little tart. A little tart. A little bitter. Okay. Yeah, that's um, especially if, if you're if you normally drink Bud Light or Miller Light. Yeah, because there's uh, there's the uh. Juiciness right off the top, so yeah. I can see that. Because actually, though, all the beers we drink, it's almost a little bit on the bland side. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, agreed. So do we have a? I think we have two corrections corners. Yep. One. one yep. Uh, one from each of us. All right. So. Uh, oh boy, what did I do? I messed it up, Mike. Uh, that's right. Yeah. See, well, the, the, let's redo that. All right, all right Mike. Do we have a corrections <laughs> corner? Take two. Do we have a corrections corner? Yes, we do, Dave. Here we go. 
right, we each had one. Uh, one I noticed myself. And no, somebody called me the next day and told me. And then you, obviously, uh, Grandpa Blackhawk pointed it out. Mine was, last Saturday I said, at the Fishman 8 myself, we're going to go see our fifth annual opening day in Cleveland, yeah. Tigers at Indians. Right. Well, Tigers at Indians is this weekend, which, by the way, my oldest son, Justin, is actually at that game, Indians leading 11-3 at the moment. Um, but last Monday, the Indians home opener was actually against Kansas City. It was Kansas City at... Um, Cleveland, and it's weird, in five years, because like I said last week, I don't count missing last week. I mean, there were no fans last week. I'm not going right. to count that as a street buster because we couldn't go. Right, correct. So in five years of opening days, the first year, how the tradition started, it was Red Sox. I'm a Red Sox fan. Fish is an Indians fan. We said, hey, why don't we go to that game? It's after spring break, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next four years, they played the White Sox twice and the Royals twice. So, so um, not much of a variety. In- no, that, you would think in five years they'd play more than three teams, but right. hey, I don't make the schedule. And then... Uh, what was my mistake? Your mistake was when you, we were talking about the, putting the sidewalks in when we were in Texas. Yeah. You introduced your neighbors as Rhonda and Greg. Greg. Oh. And it, yeah. His son is... Doug's His son, son is Greg. Doug's son is Greg, uh, but you weren't talking... Yeah, so, shoot. And, uh, Sorry about that, Doug. Because I know, bad. I think you said they've listened once. So you know, hopefully last week wasn't their second time because it'll probably be their last time. <laughs> Hope not. So yeah, so no major uh, uh, corrections corner, but you know, we run a tight ship here at Flight Football and anything else. Follow us on Twitter at EpodFFA, and um, you know, we, we don't like to no you know look no, like idiots because we do we do a good enough job of that anyway. Yeah, we're at least we're one hundred percent professional. All right, so what do we got here? Um, Before we get into a very popular segment, Mm -hmm. I do have to, before we cue the music, I do have to resend. Uh Uh-oh. I do have to resend one. Okay. And what that is is because last week I gave the old, um, the old, uh, F you, if you will, yeah, to StubHub because I did not have my tickets. Oh yeah, I did not have my tickets yet, so I was a little concerned. With um, we're having a bunch of audio problems here tonight. I had technical difficulties yeah. left and right. Um, but last Saturday it was the third, and I did not have my tickets, and I was a little worried. Yeah, hours before. Right. Yeah, and but lo and behold. Sunday morning, tickets arrived in my phone. So, StubHub, I will resend the uh, infamous fuck you to you last week. You're off the hook. Although you did not deliver as on the promise date, you get, got them to us in plenty of time. But without further ado, episodes, episode 69's... Um, and I'm going to give episode 69's fuck you to myself. Uh-oh. <laughs> Two reasons. I keep saying uh-oh a lot. Two reasons. And it just because I consider myself fairly intelligent. Yep. Um. I do too, Mike, just to let you well, know. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, but 
when things like this happen, the first one is on Saturday, April 3rd, the day we got home, well, actually the first full day we were home from Texas, I took Ruby for a walk with boxers on. I mean, I had other clothes, but underneath the, the pants I was wearing were boxers. Okay. That day was a little bit warm in boxers, about halfway through the walk. It's like I'm saying to myself, ah, note to self, don't wear boxers on the walk. A little chafing. Yeah, exactly. And then <laughs> on my last day of vacation, which I had just come off a two-week bender, um, Thursday, April 8th, Ruby and I are going for a walk. I get by the fire station. And, you know, I, I, I went all Britney Spears, you know, <laughs> and, and, oops, I did it again. I'm wearing boxers. It's like, I mean, twice in one week. Yeah. It's like, because then now, because I told you my back hurt. Were they on fire because you were by the fire station? Yeah. So that would have yeah, been ironic. They were, yeah, they were, they were on fire. They were chafed, and I was pissed because it's like I just learned this lesson, and I did it again, and it's like, how, how come I'm so dumb? And, you know, because then I explained to the listeners, walking is the most painful thing in the world to me because I, I either don't walk right, my shoes are bad, you know, I know my knee's bad, my back's bad. You know, three quarters of the way through the walk with Ruby, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I need an almost medical attention. <laughs> and then now when you start walking bow-legged, you know, that throws everything further out of whack. And then the second thing, classic... What do, you, do you think people, when you're walking down the rail trail by Meyer, people are looking at you going, man, that guy must have a set on him if he's got to walk like that. Well, if I could pull that, yeah, I, I might do that all the time, though, if that's going to be the selling point. Um, and then the second thing I did was... Um, Where are you going? The okay. second thing I did was just today. I, uh, By the way, I am fully invincible now. I, no, it's two weeks until you're fully invincible, actually. Well, uh, then, then see, that's the whole... Then, then I just wasted time getting shots of COVID then. But it, it did start to work already because I walked out into traffic and the cars just went right through me. <laughs> but anyway, as the listeners know, Saturday is my early day. I get up at 2.51 and I'm on the road. Wait, can I stop you for a second? Yes. You're up at 2.51, you're on the road. But I just want to tell our listeners that might, t- that might take Mike seriously... Okay, do not, if you have your two shots, do not walk out into traffic, ladies and gentlemen. Cars will not go right through you. All right, well, I beg to differ because the COVID, the COVID vaccination makes you invincible. So try it if you, you must because that's the selling point anyway. Um, anyway, you're in the car too. Yeah, so I'm in, the, you know, I'm in the car by 334 and I'm like, you know what? I got my second shot of invincibility at noon. And I remember Liz told me, grab some Tylenol. So I'm... I, I remembered. I was proud of myself. I remembered. I work. I get to the uh, the store. The I had to do it in Bay City because the State Street one where I got my first shot was booked. And you know I'm in line. You know the, the pharmacist tell, oh you're going to be a lot sore after this one. I was yada 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 aches blah 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 whatever whatever. So I had taken my two Tylenol. Um. Before the shot, yep. I worked with my merchandiser in that store after my 15-minute rest period. And then when I got out to my car, I ate my lunch and took two more Tylenol. Uh-huh. And as I'm driving, it's like, well, man, what, what's the deal here? I mean, he said aches and pains and you know possible low-grade fever. 
you know, whatever, whatever, but, you know, that's just because the second shot, whatever, the second shot's usually worth, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But they never said anything about being tired. So, but I'm like, you know, I could, you know, just battle through. Sure. You know, I get to the office, I do a bit of computer work that I want to do, and then I was going to go to the track meet, but Nick texted me and said that he had already got his PR. Yep. And then on the, so I'm like, all right, well, 10 hour days and long enough day, I'm going home. And you're like, oh man, what the fuck? And then I get home, Liz says to me, well, what are you, uh, are you about due for more Tylenol? And um, I said, yeah, it's been about three hours, so I, I'll take two more. And she's like, where is it? I says, right there in the the basket that we keep. Right. No, it's not. You know, what one did you take, she says. I don't know, the one that's in the red or whatever. Uh, she said, you, you dummy, that's Tylenol PM. <laughs> so I pop in four tablets that have Benadryl in it. So I drive home and fucking barely keep my eyes open. And it's like, I was so proud of myself for remembering. you're cursing out the, the guy at the pharmacy. Yeah, and it's like, I, I was so proud of myself for remembering at, you know, sure. 3.20 in the morning, hey, bring some, bring Tylenol. the Tylenol with me. And I'm popping Benadryl at, you know, 1.30 in the afternoon. I'm like, you know, kind of just, I mean, I didn't fall asleep at the wheel or nothing. Right, but it was like, you're here. Yeah, I'm like, oh, man, this, I'm fucking kind of tired. But, so anyway, so then since I've been home, I've switched to the regular Tylenol. Right. So, anyway, those are, you know, so... For considering to thinking of myself as fairly intelligent and whatnot, right? Deserve a big fuck you for two bonehead moves <laughs> in the last week. My week has been so crazy. I don't even know. I I can think of a couple good things that happened to me this week, but I can't think of anything that's happened because of somebody. I guess the only thing I can think of um, is uh, and and we've gone through the pod and we've talked about COVID logic and, you know, and I've coined that term again and again and again. Um, I think I, I think my copyright on the term COVID logic is coming through, but uh, just, and I won't go into detail, but some of the, some of the uh, quarantine protocol um, just to make sure we're safe is a little out there. So uh, you know what, if, if, Something comes up, and you know I've got egg on my face on giving a, a a pseudo fuck you to some of the outlandish COVID logic, you know, quarantine protocol stuff. Then you know I will rescind that, but that would be my only one this week. All right, that's actually we could probably use that as a moving forward because all of it's stupid. It's just like what you just pointed out to me here. I think here I'm thinking I'm invincible, and you say, "Oh no, you're not invincible for two weeks yet." And then your invincibility is only like ninety four percent, which you know I don't think Superman stands in front of bullets at ninety four percent. He's probably like, ah, I'm gonna let that one go. Because... What's the what's the uh, the commercial? It's a it's not a State oh, Farm yeah, commercial. Um, um, the bla- the, the, uh, the black no the black comedian that. Uh, Oh, what, uh, what is his name? Uh, close he, enough. Yeah, almost. Almost. Or, or, yeah, or good enough is like. Oh, is it good enough? He, he, he's telling him to jump out of the plane. Well, let he's me a, show you. He's, he's, he said, "Mine has a sandwich in it." And he pushes her out of the plane. Um. So, God, what is it? It's not Kevin Hart. No, 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 no. Um, I'll think of it when I'm trying not to think of it. So, because I we brought him up on Hannibal, the pod. Hannibal Burris. No. No. Um, I'm not going to think of it because I'm trying too hard. It's a, right now. a real estate commercial, I think, about the app, the a mortgage deal. Oh, Rocky. maybe it's Tracy it a, Morgan. It is Tracy yeah. Morgan. 
There we go. Um, I see our guest Jake's done. He actually beat me. <laughs> I'm just, actually, I'm he actually, actually, actually beat me done. You were, you're the, slow, you're the slow dog so, on this one. So as uh, a guest, we we use. A, uh, I don't know if you have you ever listened to the pod or no. No, I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Neither of my sons, so don't feel bad. Um, we go on a one to five scale. Actually, we've never had anything below a one, but I suppose you could go below a one. And then 5.00 would be the perfect beer. And since you're our guest, you get to rate it first. Juicy Gossip by Bell's IPA. Bell's IPA by Bell's Brewery. I'll give it a 2.75. All right. Any criteria about your rating or... It's not horrible. It was drinkable, but I didn't particularly enjoy it. Okay. Like, it wasn't like I had to force it down or anything. Right. So that's why I, I got it the 2.7. That's what That was the 0.75, was I didn't have to, like, force it down. Yeah. And that seems like a fair explanation, because actually 2.5 is halfway right. between, so it's yeah. tolerable, but not your favorite. Yeah. All right. And actually, since now you go. Yep. For me, uh, good flavor, like Mike said, right out of the right out of the gate. Um, almost like a, I'm not going to say it's a New England IPA taste, but there's some good fruit notes and flavor right off the bat, and then it quickly goes away, you know, to what would be kind of a standard beer pale ale uh, flavor. So I'm going to go probably a little bit above that, just because. You could, like Mike said, you could, you know, it's a decent lawn mowing beer or working out in the yard beer. I'm going to go 2.95. Well, look at that. We're all. And then I'm uh, I'm going to be the Peter Brady of the, the bunch. Or, you know, not to be sexist, I, I'll be the uh, Jan Brady of the bunch. Because last week we tried, our first tasting was Sam Adams. Wicked hazy, and I gave that a three point zero zero, and I thought the Sam Adams had more flavor, you know, from start to finish. So I've got Juicy Gossip from Bell's at a two point eight five. So right smack dab in the middle of you and Jake. All right, well let's check untapped and see. Did you get, Jake? By the way, did you did you get the Peter and Jan Brady reference? Or is, I assume you're talking about Brady Bunch. Right, but why did I give those two? Middle child. Oh. So middle watched the Brady Bunch. I was impressed that you uh, knew the Brady Bunch, actually. So uh, while we were doing that, untapped, looks like at just about 8,563 check-ins, 3.72, which wow. shocks me. That shocks me for an untapped rating. 3.72, yeah, that's... That's a wrong. low alcohol content, not an IPA. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's a crazy rig. <laughs> I just, I, I vehemently disagree with that. Right. Well, Jake, thanks for stopping by. No problem. You got to admit, this was probably. If it wasn't the time of your life, it has to be in the top three, right? <laughs> Come on. Oh yeah. All right. So we'll <laughs> I, we'll take top three. So. But yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Well, all right, Mike. Uh, next tasting on the docket, we have an actual hazy in India pale ale. Uh, another one from Bell's. This is Bell's official, or should I just say official? 
A fishiel sounds better. I like a fishiel. Yeah, me too. Uh, this one right here is a pungent American hops uh, combined with wheat and pilsen, pilsen. Oh, there you go. Sorry. I'm trying to turn the can as I read it and get the little uh, sweat beads off of it. Uh, combined with wheat and pilsen malt result in a smooth, aromatic, juicy IPA. That's my best radio voice right there. Did you like that? Yes, it was spectacular. Sultry. All right, well, let's crack this open. And as we pour this, a, yet another example, Dave, of power of the pod. Yeah. I think if you recall last week, episode 68, I said, you know, remember my conspiracy theory on D-Dub, like, hey, you know, because if the Houston puts, if the Texans put this out, trade partners are going to be dwindling away. Yeah. Lo and behold... I see an article Monday or Tuesday after the pod where it says uh, potential trade partners for Deshaun Watson dwindling. Yeah. So I, NFL Brass is definitely listening they, to they the have pod. To, I, There's no doubt at all. Uh, I forgot to mention this is 6.4% and the infamous NAIBUs. Maybe Bell's maybe Bell's doesn't get shit I don't, about yeah, there. I don't think they do. They don't do the bitterness unless it's something crazy. All right, well, without further ado, cheers. Good, but nothing yeah. knocking my socks off. But better than juicy, though. You think so? But, it's well, lacking it the fruit. It's lacking the fruit yeah. flavors, but it's got more of the IPA yep. taste. Well, of course, this is... The last one wasn't an IPA, but it's got the IPA notes from start to finish, though it lacks the mango, orange, tangerine, grapefruit. Right. Well, it's not a, it's more of a, it's advertised more as an American IPA and not necessarily a New England or a, um, a juicy IPA. What you got going there? Um, well, you know, it's time for uh, our, our, you know, hell, all of our, our segments are famously well-renowned, which made no sense at all. I was trying to think of something on the fly, and I just couldn't fucking do it. Um, but what do you think, Dave? Um, and here's one that I possibly could get us some heat from, but I'm going to keep it as PG as I possibly can. We're going to go back to our uh, friend of the pod, um, Deshaun Watson. And... Um, a couple days ago, Aaron Wilson. Is there another 300 people coming out? Oh, this, that's not bacon. No, Uh-oh. no, that's not, <laughs> that's not bacon. Um, uh, no, it's still it's stayed at 23 basically the entire week. Um, but Aaron Wilson, the Houston Texan beat writer for the Houston Chronicle, is out of a job. And the reason he's out of a job is because he called the Deshaun Watson allegations a money grab in a radio interview. So what that, let me, let me backtrack and just, I said it was his go-to move last week and it come out with the one lady who did put her name to it. And I'm I'm not even going to name her because that's irrelevant is she left the room. Mm -hmm. She comes in. Yep. 
and outside of a wash club, just like I fucking said. It was almost like I was in that room with them. <laughs> You're going to get subpoenaed if they, you know, because you know how many people listen to this pod. If you if you tell people you were in the room and you're that, you know, precise I, I about your description. And I was description. And, and, what, and what he said, and again, but he, there's other ways to handle this. Because what he said is, it, you know, so she comes back into the room. He's fully erect. And it's outside of the washcloth. Okay. And he says to her, if it, just grab it if it gets in the way. That's what she said that he... Okay, that's, Sean, what, that's allegedly what he said. Yeah, according to her, that's what she said. Okay. I mean, didn't grab her by the head and force it upon her. Not that what that is right. Not, you know, I'm not, you know... Right. But we're not talking that Deshaun Watson was speaking at an elementary school and had a, a third grader in the bathroom. We're talking about a masseuse got to be 20-something, right? At least, one would, I would if, think. If I'm a masseuse... Yeah. And I walk, you know, I'm going to give you, you know, because men do give other men massages. I think it moved. <laughs> you have to go back to Seinfeld. Um, and it's like, okay, you know, if I come in there yeah, and you're there, you know, with a boner. Yeah. And you tell me, if it gets in the way, just grab it. I'm going to say, fuck you, dude. I don't, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I, I'm not doing this fucking massage. And I'm walking out of the room. Right. I'm not scarred for life, feel shame on myself for that instance. Because that's that's what she said he did. He didn't like grab her by the throat and, you know, Ray Rice her out of the the massage room by the hair and, you know, and, and, you know. So, um, and for this guy to lose his, he said it was a money grab. He didn't rip the lady. It's because what, you know, they're suing for, is it a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars? I haven't had time. Sorry, to Fish. To I didn't finish. check. I didn't fact check that because I was so pissed that the guy got fired for. He simply said it's a money grab. So okay, I'm scarred and for he, life. And I'm scarred for life, but you know, give me a hundred thousand dollars and maybe the scarring will heal better. But he didn't go on and on about no. how she. No, and then the, what really pissed me off. Then naturally, the guy fucking issues an apology. If you if 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 you say something wrong. You, I think the apology is almost worse than the act of saying it because no shit you're going to apologize because you just fucking right. You want to be able to work somewhere else, and, right? And, and you know, you know, who knows? Maybe he's sincere about his apology. Unintentional lack of sens- sensitivity to the serious nature of these types of allegations. He had an erection and said, "If it gets, just grab it. If it gets in the way, that's worth a million dollars." Or ten thousand dollars, or fucking not even worth a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, I he didn't even he didn't even do the Antonio Brown and go you know rub one on her back. He just you know it's there. It's, if it's in the, just grab it if it's in the way. Yeah, I mean and if that's if that's what actually happened, if if you know I yeah. But so why so this and again he, that's he I'm trying to read through and to see make sure this uh, Aaron Wilson didn't. Degrader with, you know, racial epithets or uh, sexually um, explicit language or de- defaming women. Um, during the interview with the Greg Hill Show on WEEI on March nineteenth, 
Wilson repeatedly cast doubt on Watson's accusers, calling allegations against the Texans quarterback a money grab and comparing negotiation between Watson's camp and Houston attorney Tony Busby. Tony Busby is the one that's uh, defending the um, masseuses who is representing the plaintiffs to a ter terrorist negotiation. So, and that cost him his job? You know, okay, maybe the, the Texans, you know, if the beep, the, the, who he writes for doesn't like that, fine him or something, he's fired because he said that? Yeah, he, that, uh, okay. If that's, if that's the only time he's been, let's just, let's just say, let's just say the, the organization he works for, um, this is the first time he's come out and been outspoken about a politically, uh, culturally sensitive issue. You know, I think what you're saying is, is, you know, find the guy or suspend him or, you know, something, something that sends a message like, dude, don't, you, you were wrong on this. And it's, you know, it's more sensitive than you're making it, but to outright fire him on the spot right away for an opinion. Right. Yeah. And that's what I mean. It's like, and because of who he is, the yeah. Sean Watson, I think it's actually being made more because it, it doesn't, it sound to me, it sound, almost sounds like, you know, he's proud of what he's got, lets it be seen. And then, you know, that's what I'm saying. Who it, gave him the washcloth? Usually, you know, I've had massages before and there's a freaking, there's a couple blankets. Right. Well, yeah, that's yeah, and, and, and the massage that I've had, which is ironic because I don't need a couple blankets. Well, no, yeah, nor nor do I. But yeah, but I could just imagine what uh, you know, I'm sure you know if if I'm pulling the Deshaun Watson, you know, Latoya, who used to give me my massages at the Avenue, you know, if I walk in pulling Deshaun Watson, I'm guessing she just looks at me and just walks out of the room, right? And then you know, goes to the manager, and then the next time I go to book an appointment. You know, the avenue says, no, you, Mr. Peters, we're no longer interested in your business. Okay, so f let me take this a little bit further then. I'm thinking about this and, you know, why... So she so she followed through on the massage, yes? That is never said that. All she keeps saying is that she, it's just scarred her for life of that the situation. In the situation, in her words, not my words, she walked back into the room, he's fully erect, outside of the washcloth, and she starts the massage, and he says, "It just grab it if it gets in the way." Almost as a bad, almost I take that as a bad come on. Oh well, I mean, in in a professional, no, I mean, okay. So what do you think, Dave? I mean, it, yeah, if you're Deshaun Watson, you probably think that that's not a big deal, and he might even thought he was just joking around. Let's just assume that, right? Well, but in that but situation, you, and you don't, it's a professional. If you're getting an actual professional massage. It's out of line, at the very least. Oh, yeah. Oh, the what do you think, Dave, isn't what... I'm not saying what Deshaun Watson did was right. I'm what... The, the what do you think, Dave, is this guy losing his fucking job for saying it's a money grab? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's actually awkward. Yeah, because, I mean, it just I mean, just like no, any situation, I mean, you can, tell a, okay, you can so, tell a dirty, profane joke, Yeah. the aristocrats, if this is the, and your buddies think it's funny, but you're not going to say that in the middle of you know the middle of communion at mass. You're not right. going to break out with the aristocrats, right? So, so him losing his job. If that was the only time that he's done something potentially, you know, like I said, um, where he's had to be to to be reprimanded or told, hey, you know, you're out of line. This is too culturally sensitive. You know, this, 
you know, you're not you're not being sensitive enough, then to lose your job, no. I mean, you, you could do a lot of things to this person to get them to change their behavior. But if it's the 10th time, if he's had controversial articles right. and he's... And in know, this article that I read, it, you think and, they would have said that. It's like, this is the... 20th time exactly. we've had to talk it, it, it to doesn't this guy. even say anything like that. It just says, um, I'm skeptical. Let's put it that way. Let's put it like that. Yeah, I, I tell you this. I want to be careful. I'm not dismissing that. It could be true in a sense that I wasn't there. The people that know what happened are him and those alleged women who haven't put their name on it. It's all a Jane Doe situation, so don't we don't know the women. There's no way to, to vet it. There's no really way to look into it. I'm not saying that I'm not pro-Watt. I'm not saying that I'm not pro-Watts, and I don't know them. I don't know him. I'm not going to know the guy under the bus. I'm not going to throw the guy under the bus before I have some proof. I don't feel like I have the proof. That was the, what some of the Greg Hill show that he was talking about. So, yeah, again, I'm not, I mean, I think it's just a bad come on move. Because like I said last week, I mean, maybe that's his go-to. And what I can't figure out is, A, how, how it happened to so many people, and B, why is he paying for massages? Because the, the trainers with the Houston Texans will get, they probably give some fucking pretty good massage. Yeah. You know, get in there, you get every elbows kick, and exa- knuckles. Exactly. And yeah. So, yeah, but maybe the grab, if it's in the way, <laughs> grab it. If it's in the way, wore thin on the Houston training staff. <laughs> like I've had enough of this shit. I'm not giving him massages anymore. So, yeah. So, um, anyway, so yeah, I just, I, I just don't understand how the guy gets fired for that. And, and, you know, he didn't even name any names or like, hey, that woman is a see you next Tuesday. Um, nothing like that. Right. And so to lose a job, I thought was ridiculous. All right. And then the, the second, what do you think, Dave? Um, I'm going to steal a little bit from uh, segment three on a, what, did, what did I watch. And I'm going to put it in one of the what I did I watch into what do you think, Dave? All right. Um. Ironically enough, I actually listened to a podcast on the same subject, and it was interesting to put faces to the names that I remember hearing on the podcast, but in 1990, um, the uh, Gardner Museum in Boston, Massachusetts was robbed. Um, It was the day before St. Patrick's Day. No, St. Patrick's Day, the parade was the next day. And for 81 minutes, two people that were posing as police officers were in the museum. That actually happens? Yes. I thought that's only in the movies. No. Oh, um, nice. And um, they broke in, tied the two, the night watchmen of the museum, because the, 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 the museum apparently has 24-hour security, because you're talking... Some valuable you know, stuff in there. And they were in there for 81 minutes. And ended up with 13 pieces of art, um, two of which were Rembrandts, and one of you know the big daddy of them all was uh, Christ in the Storm, Christ in the Storm on the Sea of Galilee. Okay. And to this day, 31 years later, the Gardner Museum is offering a 10 million dollar reward because none of this has ever been found. So. Then what do you think, Dave? Is this a good crime or a bad crime? Because, I mean, okay, so 
let's say it's you. Let's say I'm, you, like you, you're looking. You got a smug look on your face, like, oh yeah. fuck! I hope I don't. I hope he doesn't reveal my identity. <laughs> but um, so they break in. Yep. Steal thirteen works of art valued at multi million. Right. Hell, if the re, the reward is ten million dollars, you can see what you know the paintings are worth. Sure. So obviously, in thirty one years, they're still missing. Uh, what is the point of stealing them if you can't prosper from it? You go to the bank, you rob the bank, you get money. Well, how do you know they didn't prosper from it? Okay, okay, that's the, the that's part two of the what. What do you think, David? Like, okay, so let's say it's some Russian czar. Yeah. So what is that? Okay, and so the Russian czar gave you a gazillion dollars. So okay, you you prospered, you got a gazillion dollars. I see that, but what is this Russian czar going to do with the Christ in the storm on the Sea of Galilee? Just put it in his, just put it in his basement. And just sit on his couch and stare at it, and just because obviously he can't show anybody. Because everybody would say, "Well, wait a second, that was that's stolen." <laughs> well, he's only going to show people that aren't going to rat him out. You some, see, some people do. I mean, if you have enough money, if you're a czar, you might have enough money to piss away on some art like that, just to know that you have it and nobody else does. It, it depends on your ego. It depends on your, in you know, on your every once in a while, you know, one person comes through or maybe you're interrogating no. a former associate or something. And before they die, you bring them into a room and say, yeah. before, <laughs> before I put one in, yeah, <laughs> check this out. Look what I've got. That could, I just, I mean. I don't me, get to show many people, so I just <laughs> wanted to let you know before. Well, that's, and that's, um. By the way, for those keeping score at home, it's called uh, "This Is a Robbery." It's a uh, like four episode series on Netflix. But um, I personally, I if, if I'm going to steal something, I want instant gratification. Now, I and it, 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 I, it it's a real <laughs> crime because the art is missing. It's gone. Right. Right. Now, right. And they're offering a ten million dollar reward. It just to me, it seems stupid that you steal something and then it never can be seen again. I mean, what things can you steal besides cash? Gold and cash. And I don't even know how you fence gold, although gold is gold and you know, melt it down, do whatever. But what else can you steal that you can readily like share with your friends and show them? Like, you, can't, you can't steal a car and necessarily start driving around in it. Well, but a valuable, car, a valuable but, car. Like I'm gonna, if I'm going to steal a Bugatti or something like that, I'm not going to... But like somebody's going to steal... But that, that you take... To, you know, because you're going to steal a Bugatti, you know somebody in a chop shop who's going to just dismember, you know, right, piece right, it right. out, and then now everything's all mixed all over. You, you're not going to cut up a Rembrandt like you know, just cut it. Well, here's here's his eye, <laughs> you know. So, it, it, hey it just, Steve, look, I made a puzzle <laughs> exactly, and it's like, um, I just I'm baffled by it that 31 years, nothing has ever been found and. To keep a secret for thirty-one years is, I think, hard to do. And it's well, it's uh, it's obviously the Illuminati, Mike. Well, maybe that's it because, and clearly, it's if, the if you watch the series, it looks like it was somewhat of an inside job too. Okay, but um, this it should actually have been a two-episoder. And they they stretched it into four because they went off on a bunch of tangents. Like, well, it could have been this guy, could have been, uh, and then. All those things led to dead ends and whatnot, but I just—it just seemed weird that you would steal something that you could never ever get rid of 
that easily. Agreed. You know, so I mean, because I bet you, if much of you, if like somebody steals my Equinox, they could probably get rid of it a lot quicker. You know, somebody rips out the VIN number, right. and then you know, oh yeah, that boom, it's gone. Right. Correct. And then somebody's driving it because there are, you know, countless blue Equinoxes on the street. Right. There, there's only one Rembrandt, you know, Christ in the. Uh, what if it? What was it? What if it was a gallery. Swedish penis enlarger? That, that that's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> I swear yeah. it's not mine. They are. Yo yo. Is that something that, that's not really stolen though? Is it? So. <laughs> a Swedish a Swedish penis enlarger? No, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, so. So you like the crime then? You say you know. You know, it, nobody you know, got hurt. Nobody died. Um, it's art. It's I think you know. I don't. Maybe I've watched too many movies. It seems like a big game to me. Well, we'll just to, watch. to this day, there the frame is hanging, but not, no pictures in it at the Gardner Museum. No. So well, that's dumb. Well, put a new picture up for crying out loud. I'll send him mine. All right. You know. I don't know. I, it, the the whole thing is baffling. I mean, I just don't understand why you would. I don't like. I like a, a means people, to an. I like a means to an end. Hell, I mean, honestly, somebody might have used it as a as a um, as a placemat because some people just you know they're they're you know adrenaline junkies and they you know hey you tell me I can't steal this well maybe that was their fuck you and like okay challenge on game right. on let's go well for thirty one years they've won the challenge there you go nobody knows it though other than them but maybe in the guy he won ten bucks from. Like, you know. <laughs> See, he should turn it in and get the reward money anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I was at a rummage sale, and this lady was selling this painting. I think you might be interested in it. Get their $10 million reward money. Yeah. Because it started out at, like, $1 million. It's, it's worked its way up to $10 million. Like, like I say, 31 years later, that's a long time not to find anything out. True. You would think somebody would come across it. But I guess my thing is, I'm guessing whoever stole it has died and it's buried somewhere. but Could be. That's a theory. We rating this? Yes, sir. Your turn. All right. I am going to give it a 315. Um, That's adequate. Much more flavor. You know what? I take that back. A better IPA flavor, even though the Juicy wasn't an IPA. It, it didn't have the fruit flavors that Juicy did, but start to finish... On all the senses, I think it had better flavor to it. Yeah, I'd agree. Definitely better than the, the Juicy Gossip, but... <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I'm going to go slightly above that, I think. Uh, and, and like we said, since we've started doing this, episode 69, however many, 200 and some odd beers we've tried, um, this would be a... I think this would be a really good lawn mowing beer, even though it doesn't have the fruity... It doesn't have the ultimate refreshing flavor. Uh, it also doesn't have uh, the intense hoppy. You know what I mean? It doesn't have the bitterness. Right. Yeah, I agree with the second part. The first part, I think, if you make it your lawn cut, you will get crooked lines if you make <laughs> this you your lawn, so? if you make this All your right. lawn cutting beer. All right. But I was thinking in the neighborhood of uh, three point two five, just a little bit higher than that. Right. We're in the ballpark, though, so... Yeah, well, let's check our friends at Untapped. And going into here... Official AZIPA. 
And, oh my, what? Ah. Uh, Alright, now, this one is a, even a little bit more of a head-scratcher. 100,000 check-ins. Wow. 100K. What do you think? Well, if you say it's a head-scratcher, and they rated Juicy Gossip 3.72, I say they come in at 3.15 like I did. Seriously? Yeah. 3.79. Well, I mean, I'll give them consistent because the... The untapped crowd does rate it higher than the juicy gossip, so right. I mean, I'll give them that. But yeah, three seven nine seems a little bit high. I mean, I like the I like the three seven nine rating of official better than the three point seven two rating of juicy gossip. All right, you'll accept that. Yes. All right. Well, let's move on to our third tasting. Uh, this is uh, Brother Benjamin, an Imperial India Pale Ale brewed with honey from. Greenbush Brewing Company, and Greenbush is down uh, south of Benton Harbor, uh, close to uh, Niles, um, close to the Indiana border, uh, South Bend area. Sawyer, Michigan. Yeah, Sawyer, Michigan. And uh, so this one is actually, this is a retasting, correct? Correct. And so we knew we liked it. We're not sure what we rated it, but we're going to retaste this and uh, see if our current rating and our palate matches up with that uh, previously. All right. All right. Pass the bottle over to you. Kind of a copper... Yes. Copper brown color. Cheers. Cheers. Not too strong. The notes aren't too strong. Yes. I, the honey on the finish is what I remember about it. And... In case anybody's wondering, hey, was it a mistake? I wonder why they're retasting it. You had it in your arsenal. Yeah. And uh, the one time when Liz bought, um, the, the beer escapes me now, that she brought that we had already tasted. Right. But we hadn't rated it in like episode three. And then we re-rated it. Mm -hmm. It was actually uh, interesting because you see how the, your tastes change. From uh, episode one through episode sixty-nine, right? So, this has got ten percent uh, alcohol by volume and a hundred and fourteen IBUs. So I'm definitely getting uh, the bitterness for me anyway. Yeah, see, it, I get the the honey dilutes the bitterness. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm not at ten point one percent and a hundred and fourteen IBUs. You know, I don't get a hundred and you know, I for a hundred and fourteen IBUs, I would expect I would have bitter beer face and you know be trying to muscle this down, but I'm not. It's not a muscle down kind of a situation. Not like a tree for madness or a no, not at all. Probably two or three is going to be the limit of right. brother Benjamin. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, before we get into uh, what I what we've watched and um, random question. I mean, it was a sports podcast. We should have mentioned some sports. Baylor, national champion in a dismantling of Gonzaga. Um, <laughs> and the team before it. 
Yeah, Houston, which we covered on episode sixty-eight, because that's when your your bracket was busted on that day. Yeah. Um, this actually could have been a what do you think? You know, what do you think, Dave? Is like ah, oh, Gonzaga. You know, they, yeah, they're the strength of the strength of competition that came back to haunt them, and it's like that's bullshit. They got and to the it, national it, championship national championship game, game at thirty-one and zero or thirty-three and zero, and it's not like they lost to like a. Mid-level ACC or Big Ten team that just went on a run right. and stuck. I mean, Baylor was legit you know, one, two, or yeah. three the entire year themselves. Right. And those teams, I, Baylor and Gonzaga were supposed to actually play in the regular season, but because of, you know one of the programs had some COVID issues or whatever, so they just canceled it. But right. I mean, to rip Gonzaga for having weak competition, Baylor came out. And just smoked them. Right. Hit them in the mouth. And, you know, Gonzaga never even recovered. It, the 16-4 to 4 start, you know, the uh, the one guy said, well, we, you know, after we kind of recovered after we, uh, the 16-4 start. Well, they really never recovered after the 16-4 start because no. they actually lost by 16, not 12. So, <laughs> right. but, um yeah, so Baylor deserved it. I don't think Gonzaga has any shame. The conference they play, nothing. You know, they were hot, and they took it two teams all year. Right. And you know, this past Monday, Baylor just happened to take it to them. Yeah, and well, the better team won. Baylor had some kind of a chemistry mojo going. Obviously, again, we mentioned already that how they dismantled Houston, another good basketball team, and then did basically the same thing to. Gonzaga. Yep. So, yep. Kudos to Baylor, even um, though they even though they wrecked my chances at a at a at a money grab. Yep. And then uh, the Masters this weekend. Oh you know, yeah. I, I I made my play on Tony Finau. He's not. He's he's. I guess technically he's got a puncher's chance tomorrow, yeah. but he's eight strokes down because uh, had that's crazy. Had, what's his name? Hideki. 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 Matsu, Matsuyama. Hideki Matsuyama is 11 under. He's eight strokes back. So, you know, maybe somebody, you know. That's insane. A la Caddyshack cut his Achilles steel. He'll, he'll quit the game. Well, and, you know, typically on a Sunday, uh, and I don't know if it rained down there or not. I know they had yes, a chance to rain. Yeah, because today. it was delayed earlier. So, you know, if it stays wet, they're going to be able to go after the pins and not worry about it too much. Like on Thursday, the first day, you know, it was it was a bloodbath as far as the scoring yeah. went because the greens were firm, the balls weren't holding. Um, that's what she yeah, said. Yeah, I was just going to say that's <laughs> what she said. So, uh, but, you know, if, if the greens are going to be soft, I don't know. They usually they put the pins in the classic places that you see on Sunday at the Masters. Uh, it'll be interesting sometimes, you know, the, the players figure it out and score real well. Um, and other times it tears them apart. So we'll see if Hideki manages to... The other surprise is this Will uh, Zalatoris. Uh, I think, if I remember reading the article correctly, he, he's a newbie. I mean, he's a first- or second-year guy on the tour uh, who's tearing it up. And the fact that he's still there, um, I don't know. Maybe he might be able... But Sunday at the Masters, that tends to rattle some people. Oh, for sure. You know, the pressure's on. I, I don't know if... Um, 
my man Finau. Who, and maybe he goes on a tear tomorrow. I'm kind of regretting, like after two rounds, FanDuel my fifty dollar bet that would have paid sixteen fifty. FanDuel offered me to cash out, you know, cash out now for seventy nine dollars. So I would actually won twenty nine dollars. Yeah, but. Hey, fuck, it's gambling. I mean, are you, <laughs> right. you, you want to wager 50 to win 29, or do you want to wager 50 to win 1650? You know, this time tomorrow, I'm probably going to be like, I should have taken that fucking 29. You, you, yeah, I tell you what, if, if you took the 29 and he went on a tear and ended up winning exactly. it, you, you'd go and jump on a split rail fence, wouldn't it, you? Well, for sure, because that's what I say. So, you know, so to win $29, at this point, I mean, the $50 is already out of my FanDuel account. Right. So it's like, all right. You know, it's already gone, forgotten, yep. whatever. So yep. do you do you put seventy nine in it, or do you put sixteen fifty in it? Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I'm not I'm not too broken up that I I didn't do it, but it, it'd be interesting to see now that he's eight strokes out if Fanduel has, you know, a cash out option going into day four. Um, the other big sport note: I remember we broke. Uh, I can't remember what day it was. Last year, but there was last today's what Saturday, Friday, Friday night. Uh, the big leagues, Mr. Drumroll, please, as we load up the internet here. Um, Joe Musgrove pitched the first no hitter in the history of the San Diego Padres, uh, Friday night against the Texas Rangers in a three nothing victory. Wait a minute, the San Diego Padres have never had a no hitter. And, and not until last night. Shut the front door. I thought I would assume every organization would have had a no hitter by now. No, I, that I don't know if everyone has yet, but I know the Padres are off that list. Yeah, because the infamous Joe Musgrove, who improves to two and zero this year, he punched out ten. It's showing he didn't walk anybody, but. Um, Been to that ballpark. It was fun. Allowing only one base runner and three another. It was an error. Oh, they only, I thought he walked a guy, but it, it wasn't. So he was a fielder's play away from a perfect game. It was the team's eight thousandth, eight thousand two hundred and sixth regular season game. All right. He's from El Cajon, California. So, cheers to Joe Musgrove. Cheers. Any other sports news? Uh, Red Sox currently are tied with the Orioles four to four as JD Martinez went to the uh, COVID protocol. Yeah, no, I don't have any. Uh, I don't have anything else really. Uh, like I said, this is my this is my tax season, if you will. This is my from now until uh, the second week of June. I am multitasking like a mother. All right, fair enough. You have free baseball in, uh, at Camden Yards tonight. And we'll back, you know, Camden Yards. As, oh, the Red Sox scored one in the ninth to tie it up at four apiece as, after Baltimore had scored two runs in the bottom of the eighth. So let's hope the Red Sox can uh, pull another one out here. Haven't heard too much about, uh, we used to talk a lot about um, UFC. Yeah, they have, I think they've been plugging along with some, my, you know, some UFC, you know, 8,244, I think they're on now. Right. So, uh. John Madden's 85 years old. Happy birthday, John. Happy birthday. 
Actually, I didn't even know he was still alive, to be honest with you. <laughs> He's still making video games. Oh, yeah, Matt, <laughs> yep. Um, all right, so since it's your tax season, is it safe to assume that you haven't watched anything? Uh, you know what? I, I did uh, the previous week, uh, and on the weekend, uh, I binge-watched Suits. Do you remember watching Suits at all? Um, lawyers, it's a you know about lawyers. Uh, it's it's pretty good. Oh, oh and um, Princess uh, Markle. She that's a, that's why Shelley started watching it. Man, I didn't fact check this before we started talking it. Prince, oh my God, now I sound like an idiot. The red haired one that's in the states that fled the the royal family. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just frustrated with the whole royal family because they re- released a statement that was she was deeply saddened or mourning greatly or whatever the fuck. The fucking guy was 99. <laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> Adios. Okay, we should Adios, buddy. <laughs> we should have brought this one up because we all know how you feel well, about yeah, this like, one. You're not deeply, it's like deeply sad. No, all right, you know, yeah, her husband died. Okay, we get it. Hey, you give her a pat on the back, say, well, you're next. You know, because she's 94. Or 90, 94, 95. The guy was 99, man. I mean, like, that's a full life. Oh, that uh, more than a full life. If you watch the show, is it on Netflix or uh, Prime? They, they did a show about oh, her. And, yeah, that, and... that was Netflix, I think. I, yeah. Liz watched that. I didn't, I didn't watch that, so I can't comment on that. But I watched yeah, part of it. It was interesting. Yeah, yeah, there were some parts that were decent, you know. It, but it, the, the funny thing, it was like... It, because how do you how are you deeply saddened? You're deeply saddened when if you buy a puppy and it runs out in the middle of the road and gets run over and the, cult, the skull's crushed under here. You're like, oh, fuck, I just paid $300 for that dog. Not when a 99-year-old man dies. Oh, my God. It's like, come on, 99? Right. You're celebratory. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. He was a good man. Yeah, saw a lot, yeah, of, did a lot she, of good things. She's like, she's scratching her head. Like, she's on the, because she's the queen, right? Yeah. She's scratching. I'm like the queen of this country. I'm 94. I'm like fuck, I want out. <laughs> so it's just. But anyway, so yeah, rest in peace, Prince, whatever his name. Is. Oh jeez. Um, <laughs> now you got me laughing so much. But I now here's really. a here's a question that we had while we were uh, trying to discuss it while Nick and I were lifting with Grant and Hunter. Yeah. If he is married to the Queen of England. Yeah. Why isn't he the king? Because he's known as Prince something. Right, right? but I don't... uh, He might not be the bloodline. You know what I mean? That's why. He married in. All right, so who's the king then? There there is no king. There isn't one until one of the princes... Oh. And one of them is... uh, Okay, so uh, Meghan Markle, she was on the show Suits. Okay. Got off the show and then ended up marrying... um, Oh my God! Are you freaking kidding me? Uh, I wonder if Meghan Markle, Prince Harry. Okay, I wonder if Meghan Markle killed this guy so Prince Harry would have the ascension. Well, no, the they're on the outs. They're oh. they're out. And so I was I was asking. I was saying like, okay, so the royal family doesn't particularly care for Meghan. Then I'm like, well, why? You know, she's cute gal. Yeah, she's fine. Um. Cute gal, Jesus! Did I just date? How old am I? Did I say the younger, word gal? Younger than me. But. <laughs> anyway, uh, and and then you watch a couple episodes. Got a bit of a horse face, but it's not. 
Uh, that's a bad picture. Bad. bad that's her, that's her bad side. But uh, I'm watching it with Shelly, and then uh, she starts parading around in the show in her in her skivvies, right? And I'm like, oh. Shelly or Meghan Markle? Well, Meghan Markle. <laughs> okay. Shelly could have been in her skivvies, too, but I was too busy watching the, the TV. But, um, <laughs> but uh, you'll, so pay, for, I, you'll so pay for that one day. Yeah, I know. I will. Um, so then I, you know, I looked at Shelly, and I said, that's why the royal family doesn't quite appreciate her, because that's not what you do in the royal family. You don't... Prayed around. That's in why your, they hated. That, that's why they hated Princess Diane had her killed. You don't parade around in your royal skivvies. And <laughs> now, speaking of uh, killings, okay. What What are you more likely to believe that Princess Di was killed, or Courtney Love killed Kurt Cobain? No. Oh, wow. Whoo. That's they, a, that's my. I'll I'll have that's my random question for tonight, Mike. <laughs> they call they call Kurt Cobain's a suicide, but I ain't buying it. No. Courtney Love made out like a bandit. Oh, you think so? Are you going to get fired because you're calling it a money grab? No, it wasn't even a money grab. It was just, I think it was just some twisted songwriting. She she was mad that you know Hole, what? I would... she was mad that Hole wasn't doing as good as uh, um, Nirvana. Yeah, right. And just said, him just, he gave him the old uh, Christmas story. Go on, smart ass, and do it. Jesus. <laughs> No, which would I believe uh, if I had to choose? Yeah, I, I would say the Kurt Cobain one uh, because just like you said, they're a little more twisted. There was more than likely some some drugs involved, you know. And like uh, Princess Di was actually like they were just speeding to get away, and then the driver was drunk, so yeah. he lost control at over a hundred miles an hour. Sure. And when you hit a stationary object at a hundred miles an hour, shit happens. Yeah, some really bad shit happens. Um. I got two things that I watched. Yep. Actually, Liz and I have been watching, and I'm very, very excited. Episode, one episode left of Shameless, <laughs> and I'm very interested to see how they wrap it up because it's a series ender, and it looks like they're going to tie loose ends together and end it like series should be ended, like a series hasn't been ended since Sons of Anarchy. Um. I don't know how many of our listeners. Wait a I, minute, are you comparing Shameless to Sons of Anarchy? With they're not anywhere the the the, the ending, genre is not yeah the genres are not anything like but the way Sons ended it okay is the way you end it and actually a lot of you know or I could even compare it to the Sopranos. Some hated the Sopranos the way it just they're in the diner with the family and the door you hear the the bell of the door open Tony looks over his shoulder. Fade to black. A lot of people didn't like that ending, but as a mobster who rats out people, yep. the point is, okay, he's going to be, is he going to get killed? You or have to assume at that. At the very least, is he going to spend the rest of his life looking over his shoulder? That's the perfect way to end a series. And based on episode 11, I really think Shameless is going in that line of how they're going to end it. Because, um, uh, well, I'm not going to give any spoilers because I know at least loyal listeners, Chuck McPeak and Nick Witzke are shameless fans. I don't think, I think Chuck is a couple seasons behind. I don't think Nick has watched the final season. But if you know Frank Gallagher, <laughs> what they've got going in episode 11 Hopefully, it's not just a dick tease because it actually is the way the series should end if you watch from one to twelve, 
it's how the series should end. So, um, and I think the final episode is tomorrow night on Showtime. So I'm really excited about that. Is he gonna go? Is he gonna have the DTS and like uh, suffocate on his own spit? Um, I think actually one better than that. Okay. <laughs> All right. I was actually joking, but um, but no, because yeah. you you have to appreciate because Shameless is so well Shameless. Shameless. <laughs> I mean, it's like the, the <laughs> shit that is done in, in that right. family, right? And it's actually it's a perfect ending because now. Like unlike the Simpsons, right? Who are cartoons, sure. and you can have Maggie be a baby sucking a pacifier for twenty three seasons, yeah, because it's a cartoon, right? With real people, you run out of things to do before it gets like, okay, this is too. Because like actually, like season nine of Shameless yeah. kind of sucked. It was uh, like, and then they you know they got rid of you know Fiona left, and they kind of recharged their battery. And like um, this season, it's to show you how far fetched is. Like Carl is a police officer. That's not really a spoiler or anything, right. you know. But it's like, come on, Carl. He's like he's like eighteen years old, and he's I don't think he graduated high school, and he was a loser. The you know eps, you know seasons one through eleven. Now all of a sudden he's a Chicago police officer. Right. So it, there, which doesn't really it, speak well for the Chicago exactly. police department. So that's what I mean. It's like. But the show realizes it's run its course, and I'm how based on how episode eleven ended, I think it's going to end in the right direction. But you know, join us for episode seventy to hear my final take on Shameless. Um, the other thing we watched, Liz and I stumbled across. You know, I'm sure loyal pod listeners know my infatuation with Charles Manson, <laughs> and yeah. it's called Charlie Says, and. It's a real interesting take because it's based on the facts, but I really do think there's a lot of artistic liberties taken because right at the end, apparently they, uh, I, I forget her name, it's irrelevant unless you watch the show. It's like, you know, Jane Doe, apparently when the Manson girls were in prison just after the crimes met and sat down and talked with them, yada, yada, yada. But right at the end, it made it clear that um, Leslie Van Houten and Patricia Krenwinkel did not volunteer any information to that show. So you wonder how much of it is like, but it, I mean, they don't, they keep the facts. Like obviously right. they murdered Sharon Tate. And then the next night they went and uh, Rosemary and Lino LaBianca, you know, stabbed him and everything. But it was based on like how actually Charles Manson like. Sure. I, I still I'm still baffled well, so, how so, you fall victim to the prey of that and it's like. Yeah, I, 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 me too. I, I we talked about uh, Shelley and I. I can't remember what episode this was. It was probably mid twenties or thirties. Uh, we were watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Excellent movie. Yeah, and and so we had no I I just saw it. I saw who was in yep. it, and we started watching it. We're like, this is really a weird movie. Like, we don't get it. What's going on here? I don't understand. And so three quarters of the way through it, I start googling it. And I'm like, oh shit, I should have read this yeah. before I started watching the yeah. movie because a lot of this would yeah. make sense because oh, yeah. you know That's, I, I, I saw know our history. Preview. We saw that at the movie theater, Liz and I, and um, it was. I, I knew about it, and, you know, like I said, that was my fascination with 
the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the Manson family. And that's what made the whole, I mean, I that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a fantastic movie. <laughs> um, which is a perfect segue into, uh, through Twitter, uh, communicated with, uh, by the way, Dave, that thumb is yeah, a text via Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, our, our, our good friends of the formerly Don't Forget the Popcorn, um, Dave McPeak, and apparently, I mean, his tax season is a lot bigger than your tax season <laughs> because they haven't been together since they did, I, I want to say since Christmas, and they're hoping that one day this summer, yada, 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 they get together and they redo a show. But um, in, in lieu of at Don't Forget the Popcorn, I've actually found, again, thanks to at the Fishman 8, on our ride home from Cleveland, he uh, got me on another podcast, uh, Bill Simmons, The Rewatchables. Okay. That's actually really good. And they, they just break down a movie every week, and they talk about it. And I try to just filter through the, the movies that I've seen. Right. Right now I'm listening to the uh, Breakfast Club episode. But So, yeah, and... Uh, you know, so you know, don't forget the popcorn's got to step up the game. You know, because Bill Simmons is bringing a, a, a professional organization to the table. Yeah, so yeah. Dave and Wes have got to step up their game and get back at it. Come on, guys! So, uh, um, and that's all I've been watching. So it's time for the random question, Dave. I believe. And a random question you shall have, Mike. All right, are you ready? Yes, sir. Completely random. I did not give you this uh, beforehand, so here we go. We're talking about food. 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 Favorite uh, protein or meat? You know what? I, I think the, the obvious answer would be steak, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go burger. Burger, okay. I mean, I don't know how much protein's in it, but there's probably well, some. There's probably more fat than protein. It's but ground I, up steak. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go burger. Okay, burger. Favorite starch carb? Uh, it's a potato. Yep. Starch carb. I'm going with potato. Any diff- Any uh... baked. Although you know, if a French fry is done right, I mean, French fry is like baseball. Baseball played poorly is a miserable game to watch. Baseball played at the highest level is a fascinating game to watch. And that's just like a French fry. If you give me a good French fry, it's like <laughs> orgasmic ecstasy. But if you're going to make me choose, give me a perfectly cooked baked potato. Okay. Vegetable. Yeah. Not a real vegetable guy, but give me... <laughs> Give me a cooked carrot that you can squash with your fork and put a little butter on. Okay. All right. Uh, fruit. Uh, fruit would be apple. No, I'll, apple with an asterisk. And the asterisk is my favorite fruit is banana. But I eat, <laughs> I eat apples because bananas, you know, after one banana, I... My throat itches. Okay. So I think I may be allergic to them. So I try to... Maybe if I if I try not to put the whole banana down my throat... <laughs> I was, I was trying to make some kind of a joke about that. 
but, but, yeah. but no, so I, I, I'm going to go with the apple and... Um, it's not the Granny Smith, not the red apple. It's a yellow apple that Liz buys at Meyer that are spectacular. Oh, you like those? Okay. Yeah, the yellow ones are spectacular. All right. Now, I, I think I might know the answer to this one, but favorite beverage, if you want to put that in the food category. Okay. Favorite beverage. Stone you know what? Pepper. I'm going to, I'm no, I'm going to have, you know, if you're going to, again, if you're going to make me pick one. I love my beer. I, I love my beer. Love my iced coffee. Love my hot coffee. But if you're gonna make me, if you're limiting me to one, I'm gonna go Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Wow. You and uh, um, Bill Gates. See. Yeah. That's his favorite beverage. Yep, you it. and Bill have a lot in common. But it, it, it's that. It's the <laughs> Diet Coke, but it's not our uh, bank account. <laughs> and favorite dessert. Favorite dessert would be, I'm not a pie guy. You don't unless, like, unless, you it, unless it's a rock pie. <laughs> unless it's, you don't like pie? Cake, favorite dessert. You know, I'm going to, just give me something simple like a good cookie. It doesn't matter oh. what it is. You know, cake is good. I can. I'll eat pie, but how about a, how about a cookie with chocolate chips and um, almond M and M's in it? Like if you were to bake the almond yeah. M and M's into the cookie. I'm not an almond. You, you don't fuck with perfection. It's a peanut M and M or Boston. <laughs> oh, peanut M. Okay. Peanut. Yeah, I don't want right. the almond in it. All right. All right. Well, I like your answers because uh, my favorite protein meat would also be burger. Uh, starch carb would be a sweet potato in any form, uh, whether it be like a baked sweet potato with, you know, like you said, with the fixings on it or whatever. But again, it's odd that you mentioned the, you know, the French fry can be done correctly or incorrectly, but a great sweet potato done correctly, nice and crisp and light and, you know, not a ton of real heavy oils or fat on it. Um, that's my favorite. Oddly enough. My favorite vegetable uh, has become the broccoli. I don't yeah. know why. I, I, I have no rationale for that. Do you that. cook it or do you eat it cold? No, I, actually, I, won't actually, eat it. I won't eat it cold. Oh, I like it cold with a dip. I can do it with a Okay, well, we're not... I wasn't including dips. Yes, I can do that with a, with a ranch or something like that for sure. Uh, favorite fruit... Um, uh, <laughs> Um, uh, that's a tough one for me. I think it's between strawberry and blueberry, uh, because I put those in smoothies quite a bit. Uh, it depends on how they're served and what they're served with. Um, I like like strawberries on a, a Belgian waffle with some whipped cream. I think that that's the best. Well, how often do you have that? <laughs> yeah. Well, probably more often than I should, but. Uh, beverage, uh, actually my favorite beverage that I can make myself sick on. And I'm super, I'm actually, this sounds weird, but I'm glad McDonald's makes them so expensive is the, uh, Shamrock Shake. That's my favorite beverage. I could, I could make myself throw up on those things, but yeah, you know, the at four bucks a, a crack, yeah, that's a go-to, but at four bucks a crack, do you remember in youth football? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Would it be youth football? No. What Youth football or rage? Well, well no, it would be youth football. No. It was rage baseball. Rage baseball. Yeah. Yeah. You would go through the... Yeah. I would... 
the kids would come home, you'd have a van full of kids that you would drive home from, from baseball practice, and Max would walk in with a shamrock shake. I'm like, where'd you get that? Well, Mr. Peters bought him. Like, how many kids were in the car? I don't know, six or seven. Oh, yeah. Like, Jesus, he dropped a, he dropped 30 bucks on shamrock shakes. Um, it's all about the team. And dessert, uh, without question, 100% ice cream. That's a solid answer. The the dessert one threw me. Ice cream is probably the better. And I don't think you know you couldn't have shit. You couldn't have shit flavored ice cream. I wouldn't eat that. But throw a scoop of ice cream on the, my cookie, cookie, and then it'll be a, a money maker. Go. It's yeah. a money maker. Well, yeah, melting moments. Have you ever had one of those? Probably not. Yes. No, you have. Is it? They're fantastic. Is it similar to? Uh, Oh, everybody's got cookies? their yeah. Everybody's got their version with the ice cream between the two chocolate chip cookies. So, um, yeah. If, if anybody out there's got their favorite, uh, email us at um, at uh, epod. What is it? F- oh, Jesus. Epod FFA. No, that's our Twitter account. Oh. That's what I. That's oh. what I got mixed up on. We're in the third tasting, so yeah. What is the email? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> one, F- minute, F- one more error like that. One more error like that. You just bought yourself a one-way ticket to Dick Suck City. <laughs> that's that's what this one guy kept yelling at, at the Cleveland Royal game. Really? And, and I, oh, just, I thought that was a movie. I was no, supposed to remember. I, no, I was just I, uh, Fish and I were just chuckling. He just got that's a one-way ticket to Dick Suck City. <laughs> and it, probably because Dick and I are always like, I'm actually kind of ashamed of myself. That we, the game was Monday. Yeah. And, you know, we bought, I'm proud of myself because you'd be happy as a a financial guy. Now you're confused. We're we're standing in the line and I'm looking, I'm looking at the cooler because every, you know, with COVID, everything is, you know, no, I'm not touching anything. Fuck. You'll give me COVID, I'll die. So everything, you help yourself. And there's 16 ounce cans of beer. Yeah. For nine fifty. Nine fifty for sixteen ounces. All right. And, you know, pricey. It's a ballpark. But you're but, at yeah. the ballpark, you live with it. Right. And then I'm standing there, the line's long enough. I'm standing there, I'm just like looking at the cooler. No, nah, I don't want lime and coolers. I don't want And then I look on the bottom and they're twelve ounce cans. And I'm like, Well, who the fuck's gonna buy a twelve ounce can? And then I'm just daydreaming, 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 and then I look and I'm like, well, wait a second. The twelve ounce cans are five dollars a piece. <laughs> right. Five and five is ten. Yeah. Twelve and twelve is twenty-four. Right. Twenty-four ounces for ten dollars. Yep. Or sixteen ounces for, for nine fifty. Yeah. No brainer. I'm getting fucking cans. <laughs> right. I told that to fish. I said, "Hey, you know, get two cans. Is way sure. better deal. It's like forty-one cents an ounce versus fifty-six cents an ounce, or whatever it is." And we drank we drank four beers a piece at a baseball game. Yeah, shows you how old we're getting. It was, <laughs> it was a sad, sad, you know, because probably in year one we would have made emptied ten, the cooler. Yeah, we would have. Yeah, we would have made ten trips at those. <laughs> you know, it was like, oh well, whatever. But yeah, we had fun. Fuck it, who cares? <laughs> That's and awesome. and I learned to do catchphrase. You just bought yourself a one way ticket to Dick Suck City. Not even really sure what it means. No. Uh, FFA, FFAE uh, at gmail.com. Perfect. Yeah. FFAEpod 
at gmail.com. All right, so before we we rate Brother Brit. Hello. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that 10.1%. And, oh, the second COVID shot's probably kicking in. Yeah, too. it probably is. I didn't even ask the guy if I could drink tonight. Buck Overland doesn't nullify the COVID shot, and I have to get five more. <laughs> I don't think so. Who knows? Who you cares? still got the stamp on your card, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm good. So yeah. I'll be walking. You'll see me in traffic just like matrixing <laughs> through the fucking cars. Um, but before, before we rate Brother Benjamin, how quickly can you pull up what we rated the first time? Uh, pretty quick. All right, so while you're pulling that up, we're going to break protocol because technically you go first Yeah. on the third tasting when you buy. But while you're looking that up, I will uh, ad-lib here. This is what uh, professionals do to ad-lib while somebody looks something up. I love it, you know, I think I loved it the first time we have it, and... And you know, I'm not ashamed to admit I love my brother Benjamin. I didn't know you had a brother Ben. Yeah, I do. I okay. do now. You look, he's got two faces. Um, yeah. The alcohol content with that note, the, with the notes of honey, makes it this is spectacular drink from start to finish. And again, like I say, you're, you'll have two of them. And then you'll you you know you might might want to shift to to water or Miller Lite or something like that. But I am going to go. Hmm. Let me take a one last drink. I'm going to give Brother Benjamin a four point one eight. Four point one eight. Yes, because it, it was the alcohol content was high enough. Where it eases all the pains of my aches and pains of 54 <laughs> years old. Yeah. And yes, because I'm on the backside of uh, six months. But yet, the honey, the notes of honey made it very, very drinkable, in my opinion, for something that's 10.1%. So I'm sticking with 4.18. 4.18. And I'm going to go, you know what? I, the 114 IBUs kind of got to me a little bit. Um, and like I said, the 10.1, it was uh, $3.99 a bottle. So I'm going to go with the um, Mike Klein. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to factor that in a little bit. I don't know if I can take it to. I enjoyed it. Good flavor. A little bitter. Trying to three point five. It's higher than a three point five. I'm not gonna give it a four. Three point. Three point seven nine is not enough. Three point nine zero. All right. Solid ranking now. Before you give on tap, were you able to find what we rated it and when it was? Yeah, I was just able to bring it up here uh, just at the end when you were giving your rating. And drum roll, please. <laughs> episode 26. Oh, to so juice or not to juice. 43 episodes ago. So almost a year ago we tasted this. Mike 
4.11. Oh, I liked it a little better, for, but consistent. So that yeah. that is actually a true rating then. I think so. 4.18 today, 4.1143 episodes ago. And for the listeners out there that think we fucking rigged this, fuck you because they, I, I'm giving you the episode 70 fuck you if you think we rigged this because we didn't because what would be the point because ain't nobody fucking listening anyway but so but 4.18 today 4.11 in episode 26 so that's a, that's a verified four point rating and I had a 4.0 4. and 3.9 3. is in the ballpark yeah. so so yeah. brother Benjamin has stood the test of time I I would think so now, let's look up the actual untapped rating. And, okay, 24,000 check-ins. They've got it at a 3.96. All right. So, their best beer of the night, our best beer of the night, untapped is right between you and I. And, hey, quite frankly, the only thing I can say is, as I look down in the bottom of my glass, I can see I'm out of beer. And for episode 69, as a late great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.